Day 35, April 11th, Open-Ended Aspirations, Availability. God does not choose people because of their ability, but because of their availability. Brother Andrew. It was Monday of Holy Week. The echoes of Palm Sunday and the crowd's hosannas were still ringing in the disciples' ears. Jesus gathered them up in Bethany, and they re-entered Jerusalem to make their way to the temple. As they traveled, they were abuzz with excitement. The times had changed. The crowds were eager. In their bones, they knew that something big and dramatic was about to happen. Everyone, the crowd, the disciples, the scribes, and the Pharisees, picked up on this electric moment. They all had big aspirations on what God was going to do. They all had an agenda. Remember what they were thinking. The crowd, the people lighting Jesus' route down the Mount of Olives, grabbing the palm branches and shouting Hosanna, were looking for a military Messiah. They dreamed of a leader who would gather an army and throw off the forces of Rome. They were tired of tyranny and oppression. They wanted to live as God's chosen ones and restore the Davidic monarchy. They were really crying out, Jesus, we will love you if you will do it our way. The disciples. In this moment, the disciples had visions of grandeur. Finally, they were going to be recognized. Finally, this new kingdom would come. It was their time to sit on the left and the right of Jesus' throne. No more of this cross business. No more of this turning the other cheek and loving your enemies. They were thinking, this is great, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for doing it our way. The scribes and the Pharisees. The Jewish religious elite were watching in the shadows. They lashed out at the disciples and said, tell your leader to calm all this Messiah business down. We have a good thing going with Rome. We have the temple and our worship. We can debate the law. This will get out of hand and Rome will clamp down. What they were really saying was, Jesus, stop all of this son of God business and come follow the law according to our traditions. We love you, Jesus, if you do it our way. Jesus knew their aspirations and he knew full well that discouragement would follow when God's plan unfolded. So he spent the week teaching them his final lessons. On that Monday, he would cleanse the temple of the money changers. But along the way, there was a curious moment. Quote, on the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. End quote. Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14. It's clear that this moment was about more than a mid-morning snack. Jesus was talking to his disciples and to the religious elite in the temple. What good is a fig tree that doesn't bear fruit? What good is a follower of Jesus who doesn't bear fruit? You see, the Pharisees took the easy way out. It's always much easier to be religious, to go about your duties in the synagogue or the church, than it is to love your neighbor. The lesson of the fig tree is to be available when our opportunities to serve arise. Nearly always, they will be inconvenient. They will not come in the form we expect. They may deter us from our agendas, but to miss our moment courts disaster. Fred Rogers was a Presbyterian minister who was an ambassador of kindness and gentleness. He carried on his ministry through his children's television show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He was deeply influenced by a seminary professor who helped him learn the building blocks of his neighborly theology. The professor's name was Dr. Bill Orr, and he taught systematic theology. 
But as Fred Rogers remembers, he didn't just teach it, he lived it. Bill Orr took Jesus of Nazareth very seriously, and he taught with that same level of sincerity. One day, when it was freezing cold outside, Dr. Orr left with his heavy coat on, but he came back to teach his afternoon class without the coat. He'd given it to someone who was cold. One of his students had had to ask, what what happened to the coat? And Dr. Orr said, oh, I have another one at home. And he never spoke of it again. Dr. Orr understood the lesson of the fig tree. He was a deeply religious man, but his religion showed primarily by the fruit that he bore. Have we learned that lesson? Can we move beyond our agendas and aspirations? Are we available to God's plan when the opportunities appear? Jesus said we will be known for our fruits. Have we learned the lesson of the fig tree?